Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Perridge, and I'll be your host. University campuses across the country have faced many challenges uh, during the past two years. The Baptist uh, Campus Ministries has have navigated with great success through this. Uh, we have with us uh, Stephen Johnston. Stephen is the uh, Campus Minister at UT Chattanooga. Stephen, thank you for joining us today. Kevin, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, you're actually here on a retreat, and so we're really grateful that you've been able to bring your students and uh, to be able to enjoy the mountains. Yeah, man, they're super excited. They haven't been able to take a retreat in about two years. Wow. And so they're very excited just to get away. Well, Stephen, let's talk about you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, Kevin, I've been in ministry for about 25 years. Um, I started as a worship pastor worked full-time in worship ministry for about 15 years on church staffs, and now for the last 10 or 11 years been on uh, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board staff. And uh, just recently, um, in January, I started at UTC. Uh, The 10 years before that, I was at Lee and Cleveland State uh, Community College. Uh, We live in Cleveland, which is about 45 minutes north of Chattanooga, and uh, I have a beautiful wife. Her name's Haley. Uh, she runs her own nonprofit called Project Free to Fly. Uh, she takes in women who've come through homelessness or drug addiction, and uh, she teaches them how to sew. Hmm. And they make the most beautiful bags, and they they ship them all over the country. Yeah. It really is pretty amazing. So Haley's amazing. Uh, we've got two beautiful little girls, Kate and Ellie. They're eleven and nine. Our eleven-year-old just started middle school. Wow, that's been a big transition for our family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's on the uh, tennis team and does band and is just involved in all the things. So she has a lot of fun. So that's us as a family. We've got two pugs as well, the craziest <laughs> dogs in the world. Yeah, uh, but but we're having lots of fun. I understand that you're a big coffee drinker. I am a big coffee drinker, uh, and I'll, I'll tell a little personal story. So okay. I've loved coffee my entire life. Uh, back in January, I got the uh, I got the bug. It's this little bug called COVID. Yeah. Back in January, <laughs> and uh, coffee has never tasted the same oh, since. Yeah. And so I only drink coffee out of habit now, not for the joy of the smell and the taste of coffee because oh, it just hasn't come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear there's actually therapy to get you <laughs> to get your taste and smell back. I don't know. I, I'm going to need to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, just about your ministry on campus. Uh, tell me a little bit about the culture and the atmosphere on on our campuses in general. I know that your campus is a little bit different, but uh, across Tennessee, you know, we have uh, uh, we have UT Chattanooga, UT uh, Knoxville, uh, we have Vanderbilt, uh, we have Union, we have uh, Carson University, and uh, others, and because we have several campus mm-hmm. ministers uh, on the staff at uh, the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and so that atmosphere, you know, we listen to the news. 
which I try not to anymore. But we listen to the news and we talk, hear all this stuff about the what our professors are teaching, what the culture's like, uh, what our students are thinking, and and I guess we think about what is the future going to be like. And and so I just kind of want you to kind to make a just a you know brief statement about what's the culture like, uh, maybe at UTC, and with that culture, is that how does that impact your ministry? Well, that's a big question. Um, we could probably do about eight podcasts yeah. just talking about the culture <laughs> of colleges and universities across Tennessee. And when you add in the the eighteen months of of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, has changed things drastically on a college campus where two years ago, you've got people bustling all over campus from all over the place. And uh, then we went through 18 months of just about nobody on campus. Um, and now they're slowly returning. And so so things are, are changing constantly um, on the college campus. I think, I think probably one of the biggest things uh, that we struggle with uh, in this generation is just just a general apathy, um, just to just to life, and um, especially to things spiritual. Um, there's just a the nuns are growing so much. You know, as students, they come to college having never been to church before, and so they're real apathetic to religion and to and to spirituality. Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest culture shifts that we're that we're seeing. You know, it used to be that that maybe people were very uh, uh, adamant against religion, or um, they were e- even some people were violent about it when you would talk about it. Now there's just this general sense of apathy where they just don't care. Um, and so I, I think that's probably one of the bi- biggest things that we face now with COVID the last uh, eighteen months or so. Uh, of course, you you haven't had many students on campus. But you've interacted with people. What have you noticed that they are have been more open? They've asked a lot more questions. Yeah, that's we've definitely noticed that um, in the eighteen months where there just weren't people around. You know, students could actually come to campus, but they wouldn't go to class. They had to stay like in their dorms and do their do their work inside their dorms, and they couldn't come into ministry centers like uh, the, like the BCM, um, and so. We didn't have uh, large groups of people meeting. We didn't have, um, you know, worship services or uh, the noonday lunches that everybody's come to love uh, with with BCM or BSU, if yeah. <laughs> uh, if you remember that. Um, and so we we did a lot of one on one ministry. We, we we would schedule appointments with students, students that we knew, and and even new students uh, to go for a walk around campus because you could walk outside and and not have to wear a mask and social distance. And you could you could have a real conversation for an hour with a student walking around campus. That was one of the things that we did almost every day. Uh, and, and even when the universities were, were shut down, we would meet in parks and we would schedule appointments in parks or in front yards and uh, just have, have real life one-on-one conversations with students. And, uh, and, and so that's what, that's what ministry looked like a lot. And so we were able to have great conversations with students and really steer those conversations towards Christ and towards the gospel. So did uh, did you do any kind of uh, social media type of streaming, worship, anything? And, and I didn't, uh, you know, a lot of our churches did, but did you find that useful? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did some Instagram lives, uh, those sorts of things. We, we did a podcast for a little while to connect with students. Um, and, and then we would do some online worships. Um, at, at one point, we were able to transition to actually meeting in person again, but we had to spread out so far and 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 wear masks. And so, what we would do is we would actually book uh, churches, and so we would 
we would send a, a large group of college students to a, a really big church where they could spread out and uh, and be able to participate in large group worship. Uh, that was one of the one of the ways that we transitioned out of that real lonely time. Now tell me what kind of I don't know if you have, I'll kind of put you on spot. Do you have any success stories that you can kind of share without naming names? You know, yeah, there's definitely success stories um, during this time. In the deepest part um, of COVID, when we were in our homes and, uh, and students weren't even at the university, they got sent home. I would invite students to my front yard oh, yeah. um, at my house and... Um, and, and I was able to, to lead students through some really difficult times of their lives in the front yard of my house. Um, students who had really big questions because the world around them was just crumbling. Um, and so uh, to have those conversations in the front yard and even be able to, to lead a couple of those guys to Christ awesome. there in the front yard um, was really, it's just an amazing thing. It's like all the ministry tools that we had were taken away. And so we kind of had to go back to the very basics. And the basics is uh, one person sharing the gospel with another person. Right. <laughs> and um, and it's amazing. It, it it actually works. Yeah. Well, what what are some of those questions that they were having? And what, what, I know that my my girls were out of school, and, and I think my oldest, we she did go a couple times a week. My youngest stayed home which was the worst thing to stay home and do virtual for, to, oh. for, for teaching, for learning. And she, she didn't get to interact with people. What were, were college students facing? What were their struggles? You know, I, I think for a lot of college students, they were just, they were able to be quiet for the first time in a long time. You know, on campus, you're, you're in class, you're doing um, off-campus activities, you're in recreation stuff, you're in ministries. And so you're doing so many things. You don't have much time to just be quiet. And so as students uh, b- began to practice this uh, really discipline of, of being quiet, they began to kind of take stock of their lives and take stock of relationships that they might have been in, um, maybe where they were heading as a career, uh, those sorts of things. And so they were able to go back to basic questions, um, like what's important to me? Where do I see myself making a difference in the world? And so so really, some of those are, some of those questions are the are the things that they were asking, um, and, and they were able to have time to process those. You know, we can ask the question and maybe even get an answer to the question, but in our busy, busy lives, we don't have much time to process. And so they had time to process. And so I, I just saw lots of students making really wise decisions, um, even in that really difficult time. It sounds like you were busier than ever, just like any minister, pastor. COVID probably was uh, a little overwhelming because things that you couldn't do, you were looking for new ways of doing things, and that stress and possibly longer hours. How did you deal with that personally? Yeah, certainly ministry, um, trying to find new ways of doing ministry took a lot of time. But I was also the homeschool teacher at home, right? Right. <laughs> so we added in this new element where dad becomes the teacher. And my kids will tell you I was definitely the worst teacher they've ever had. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so there were long days and long hours. And it was difficult. It was really difficult to learn how to juggle trying to do ministry in the way that we've done it before and then attempting to do ministry in a brand new way. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was definitely a struggle um, to, to make all of that happen. But I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about 
um, student leaders that we had. So yeah, we, we, we actually, I feel like we came out stronger uh, from, from the struggles that we, that we faced in those, those difficult days and those difficult hours. With your wife running a nonprofit, uh, she probably, I guess, I'm assuming she didn't have the people to minister to as well, right? Yeah, so the, the ladies in her program, they were still there. They didn't go away. Um, and so Haley had to find uh, ways of continuing to, to minister to them. They actually, in the very beginning days, uh, they went from making bags and purses and jewelry to making face masks um, and face coverings. And so so they would send uh, fabric home with the women and they would send a sewing machine home with the women. And, uh, you know, they, they would make face coverings from home and ship those all over the country. Um, they, they even got to a point where they were able to donate a lot of those face masks to other organizations in our town and churches and, and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, she, she kept ministry going, even though it didn't happen in the office, it happened in, in women's homes. So do you see that, and I know we're trying to predict the future, Hmm. but, uh, how do you see that maybe this has changed campus ministry in the future? What do you see would happen? Coming out of COVID, students have seemed more willing to talk, um, where before you might approach a student and begin to talk and they just kind of shut you down right away. Everybody's so hungry for people uh, and community, which is really what we were created for. I think it's changed the fact that we can get on campus a little bit easier now and initiate conversations with students easier. So I think that's a change that, uh, that has come out of this, uh, almost a change in, in, in the culture. Do you feel like the campus uh, has actually lightened up a little bit because they feel that you're actually helping the students? Oh, yeah. One of the things that uh, BCM really, one of our core values is to be good uh, members of the collegiate community. And so we, we really try to, uh, to assist the, the college and the university in student retention. Uh, you know, whenever students get involved in a ministry, they're, they're much more likely to stay engaged in school and do better in their studies. And so, yeah, so the university is, uh, has always been very supportive of what we do. And, uh, and then we support what the university does. And so it's a real good uh, symbiotic relationship that we have uh, between the university and, and NBCM. I'm kind of curious uh, that uh, with the professors and administration, have they maybe pursued you for any kind of questions or contact you more so than before? If they've asked questions themselves, mm-hmm. have you found that that has been the case or not? You know, university as a whole, I, I would probably say n- no. Um, but some individuals have certainly reached out um, during this time. We always work very closely with, with the, the university staff um, and faculty and when when things first started to go downhill, I had a, several staff members that approached me and said, "Hey, we've got students that are really struggling right now. Can you reach out to them?" Um, and so, so yeah, so there's definitely been ways that the university has reached out to us. I think that's pretty amazing that they've uh, sought you out to help meet those needs. Well, and the the cool thing is, is BCM and BSU have been we've been part of campus for years and yeah. decades, and so um, just building a building a good relationship. You know, we're in this for we're in this for the long term. You know, we're not just trying to make short term uh, flashes on campus with big events and that sort of thing. We're, we're in it for the long term. Slow and steady kind of wins the race. Right. And when things get difficult, yeah, university definitely reaches out to BCM uh, because BCM has been there for so long. So what about the other campus ministries uh, from other denominations? Were they still doing their 
normal things, or our, our Baptist uh, campus ministry succeed everyone else? Well, there's certainly, you know, I, I definitely don't want to name any names, <laughs> right? Uh, there's certainly some ministries that did not take university protocols as seriously. Oh, really? And so there were some universities that would end up having big events, and then there might be an outbreak, and then oh. that would end up in the news, right? right? It was just a real difficult situation. Something that, that all the BCMs across the state were very intentional about was taking university policy and just maybe going one step beyond what, what they asked for us to do. So if they asked for uh, you know, a limit of 50 people to be in a meeting, mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we never got over 50 in a meeting. Or if they requested um, face coverings to be worn in academic settings, we would actually go the extra mile and say, you know, even though our building is not an academic setting, we're going to go ahead and require face coverings too, um, just to make sure that we're honoring what what they wanted from us. And I think that's really uh, helped us in the long run. And I understand that's part of having that good relationship with the university. So I appreciate that. And I think you've kind of mentioned a few things, but what is at the present time or or it was during COVID when it was in, of course, we're still in the middle of COVID, but the most difficult aspect of your ministry of, of this whole time is, was it the interaction or what has been the most difficult time? I think I'd say just the unknown. Every day walking into the office, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, I think that's the most difficult thing because you could walk in on a Monday morning and everything just be going fine. And then you get a phone call from a student that says, hey, I tested positive. So now you got to make a decision. Do we shut down for X amount of days? We've been having students sign in. So we've got all their contact info. So now we've got to contact all the students that might have come in contact with that person. So that sort of unknown. Uh, then there's the unknown of, of students who might walk in and say, hey, I just, I just lost my grandma or I just lost my dad. And, and that's happened with students. And so, you know, the, the unknown of, of that happening in a, in a given day, the unknown of a, you know, the university saying, hey, we're going to shut down for a week or right. we're not going to be here next week. And yeah. so I think that's probably been one of the most difficult things because you can't really gauge what to do in ministry, which is why I think just that that day to day one on one ministry just became so important to us. Well, let me ask you one more thing. Is it important of course, you're here, obviously, here uh, to bring your students on a retreat to get away. Is it important for anyone to be able to take students away for a day or two? Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we've definitely, we've seen that in the in the fact that almost two years that it's been since we've been able to take students away. And, and to give students an opportunity to unplug and to uh, limit the distractions mm-hmm. that they have and just to be still and to be quiet. One of the things that we learned uh, this last year was just to, to really practice the discipline of rest. And uh, one of the things that we've done this year, instead of doing a worship and life groups every single week, we, we do three weeks on and then we take a sailor week where we just pause and we don't do big group meetings and we just ask students just to hang out and just rest. And so this weekend is one of the weekends where we get to to actually practice it for two and a half days, yeah. right? Yes, it's absolutely um, so incredibly important for, for that. It's funny, even just a few minutes ago, you know, there's Wi-Fi here at camp, right? In some buildings and, um, you know, in, in some of the some of the dorm areas, there's not Wi-Fi. So I have students that are like, oh my gosh, we don't have Wi-Fi in this room. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's That's intentional. They didn't put Wi-Fi in that room because they want you to unplug and they want you to rest. 
And so uh, I, I love that. I'm sure somebody somebody thought of that, and I'm really proud of them. <laughs> well, I like to say it was intentional, but I don't think it was. <laughs> if anyone that's listening right now, any pastors across our state or in other states that would be interested in what you're doing at the BCM, where would they find that? You know, you could definitely go to utcbcm.com to find out what's going on on our on our campus. Uh, you could also go to to the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board website as well um, and see what's happening on campuses really uh, across the state. We are so fortunate uh, as Tennessee Baptists to be able to be on campus. And when people give to the cooperative program and when people give to the to the golden offering for Tennessee Missions, uh, it allows us to do ministry on campus, uh, on the front lines. And so, um, so yeah, go check those websites out. You can find out what's going on and, and how to get involved. Well, and when we look at campus ministry, it's not something that's local. You're reaching the world, aren't yeah. you? Uh, there's students from all over the world are coming to yeah. all of our campuses across our state and many other states. And so we can make an impact. If that one student comes to know Christ and goes back to country in Africa and leads his family to Christ— that's what it's all about. You've shared with the world. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thank you for taking time just sharing with us a little bit about what's going on on our campus in Chattanooga. For those who are listening uh, to this podcast, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave a comment or follow us. Uh, that will encourage others to listen to this great resource. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Stephen or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.